Today on Locked on Rockies, Thomas Harding writes in his latest newsletter about creating chaos at Coors, and I don't think there's any better slogan for the Colorado Rockies. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome to the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 5th day of February in the year 2024. I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, as well as your favorite streaming services. If you want to help the show, if you want to help the show grow, if you want to support the show, all you got to do is head on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like them videos, leave me your comments, let me know what's on your mind as a Colorado Rockies fan. Want to shout out all of our everydayers out there that are tuning in and checking out Rockies baseball and have been doing so all off season long. Really appreciate everyone tuning in and uh, hanging out with us here as well. Another week of Rockies talk heading your way. So be part of the conversation uh, when you put your comments in the YouTube comments section. We read some out from time to time like Moon Unit that says the rookies proved their worth last season def- or defensively. Offensively, they all need to strike out less and walk more, but they all showed great potential. Lux A says, I actually got to meet Fernandez, Veen, and Jordan Beck at the Fan Fest. All nice dudes and talented. Got a photo with Veen as well. So we talked last week, uh, Fan Fest. Really excited to see it back. It was it looked like it was a really great time. And uh, I, I like what Moon Unit has to say there about uh, the, the rookies who uh, definitely Raise some eyebrows, especially when it comes to defense. We'll talk a little bit more about defense, actually, uh, at the end of the show, because our friend Patrick Lyons uh, had some interesting uh, tweets about defense here this weekend. So we'll talk about that. And I wanted to talk about this slogan that uh, I saw in uh, not not Patrick's uh, Thomas Harding's uh, newsletter called chaos at course or let me see what it what it says uh exactly course chaos we're gonna dive into that and more on today's episode before we do that though today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started so uh if you're not reading the Rockies beat newsletter from Thomas Harding you're missing out because it's a nice uh uh helpful addition but actually as i'm reading this again i forgot i missed this manny randawa wrote this one so manny's filling in so this was manny's uh thought here for for the rockies and coors chaos i'm going to read here from the rockies beat newsletter that's what the rockies want to produce in order to capitalize on a ballpark that could with the right approach become one of the greatest home field advantages in baseball how do you create that chaos Harkening back a few decades in franchise history might help. The only team in ALNL history to hit 200 home runs and steal at least 200 bases in the same season was the 1996 Rockies, who launched 221 homers and swiped 201 bags. Two players on that team, Dante Bichette and Ellis Burks, joined the 30-30 club. want to skip down here to uh, what AAA manager Pedro Lopez is saying to, uh, says to Manny here. Without a doubt... There's going to be a lot of home runs hit at course field. If we can put pressure on the defense when we get a base hit, trying to stretch a single into a double, for example, I think that's going to make the other team make more errors. That's the game we need to play. We saw it with Nolan Jones when he went up, Brenton Doyle. Those guys who went up last year, they were a threat. 
that's something I'm trying to instill in these guys, trying to make them be more aggressive. The Isotopes hit 192 homers and stole 173 bases last season. Lopez is first at the helm, and that was after a slow start. He said it took them about 70 games uh, to get actually up and running. That's the philosophy for the Colorado Rockies. It has to be. It's it simply plain. That has to be how the Rockies hit. That's not only Coors Field chaos, but that is how you get back to making yourselves an elite producing offense. How many times on this show have I sat there and said the Rockies need to steal more bases and hit more home runs? I cannot even begin to start at how excited I am to hear that this is the philosophy in Albuquerque. This this is exactly what I want to be hearing from Pedro Lopez. This if and 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 if it starts there because remember Albuquerque has altitude stuff. Albuquerque is not exactly Coors Field, but it's something that th the similarities are there. The uh, the the parts of the experiment are there. The elements are there. And there is nothing that would be more impressive for this young core of Rockies than to make Coors Field. They need to do what they did in the season, Trevor Story's last season. The identity was still up in the air. They were trying to figure out who this team was. The Arenado trade just happened. What's going to go happen with Story in the long haul? They were terrible on the road that year. But you know where they were great? They were great at home. The Rockies cannot be a middling 500 team at Coors Field. That, that just can't happen. And when it does happen, you're going to have the losing seasons. If the Rockies struggle at home, they are under 500. They are in the bottom of the NL West. They are losing ballgames. But if they make Coors Field the enigma that everyone else thinks it is and play up to this, then that is going to be one of their biggest strengths. I, oh Man, I, I know it's just talk, right? I know it's just manager speak in a press conference. But when you hear that this is the philosophy trying to be instilled in the young guys, and you see what, I mean, I know it wasn't a long time for Nolan Jones uh, there in, in AAA with, uh, with the Rockies organization, spending most of his time with the Guardians. But Nolan Jones is the player we need to replicate. Nolan Jones is the player that the Rockies need to make the standard for their team. A 2020 player that plays good defense with a rocket of an arm. Those things matter in Coors Field. Yes, I know Nolan Jones' routes and everything aren't nearly as good, but his the, those other defensive areas, especially the arm, carry carry him. The Rockies are going to be so much better if they can get people to if they can get multiple 20 home run hitters mixed in with their speed guys getting 20 stolen bags. That is what changes the Rockies offense. That is what gets it from the bottom of the barrel. This Rockies offense and the Rockies can no longer continue to be an offense that struggles. And 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 if they're going to be a team that strikes out a lot, then you need to be able to get the most out of every single opportunity you have when people are getting on base. Gosh, darn it. This philosophy is just exactly what you need to hear for a Rockies fan. Coors Field chaos. Coors chaos. Whatever they're labeling it, that has to be the motto. It has to be the motto. And the Rockies have to embrace that motto. The Rockies need to embrace people coming to Coors and making it a challenge for them. I can't emphasize this enough. 
the biggest strength the Rockies have, they never use. They don't fully utilize Coors Field. They've made it harder not only on other players, but themselves, Breidich barriers, and etc. The Rockies' path to success starts on offense. It truly does. The pitching staff is not going to be up to snuff enough to help carry this team. But if the Rockies are going to be able to win the wacky, tough, long games at Coors Field, that's the true sign. The Rockies make the playoffs when they dominate at home. The Rockies make the playoffs when when they are so when they make Coors Field their 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 sanctuary. 46 and 30, 35 for the Rockies uh in 2017 at uh at home. That is uh 11 more wins than losses and the Rockies do finish uh one game above 500 on the road that season. In 2018, the Rockies go 47 and 34 at home. Now, let's start going through here the the non-playoff years and the dip. 2019, the Rockies go 43 and 38 at home. So still good at home, but you see the the road struggles. 28 and 53 on the road there. So the, the not not good enough at home to counterbalance that. I'm going to skip 2020 cuz that's the weird one, but let's go to 2021. The Rockies, 48 and 33 at home. 26 and 54. Remember, if you if the Rockies are just a little bit better on the road that season, they were flirting with the playoff spot. But here is the big kicker now. Let's go to the last two seasons here for home record for the Colorado Rockies. 41 and 40 in 2022. And then last year, 37 and 44. So they're still not that far out of it, but look at that drop. The Rockies used to be plus 10-ish when it comes to wins at home not that long ago. And now they were below 500 last year and only one game above 500 the year prior. That's a massive problem. Home field advantage and Coors Field is something that needs to be a strength for the Rockies. And if you're looking for something next year to say, what's a, what is a benchmark? that I should be looking for for the Rockies this season to show that they are getting better, that they are improving. And that benchmark is home wins and losses. The Rockies have to be the dominant Coors Field team that their history suggests. All right. Uh, I, I'm, with that, I'm curious. I, I'm curious as I've uh, been walking through this. Are fans more excited to go? Is the anticipation for the Rockies building up a little bit more? Let's talk about that coming up here in segment number two. Before we do that, though, got to tell you about some of the folks that help make this show possible, and that includes FanDuel. And FanDuel has got you covered, of course, for this weekend. I'm, of course, talking about the Super Bowl. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks. I can't wait to be chefing it up here this weekend for my Super Bowl party and placing some bets. Listen, folks, here's the deal. I learned my lesson, and I don't want to keep admitting it, but betting against Patrick Mahomes, not a great idea. So I'm looking for maybe some Patrick Mahomes receiving an attempt parlays. I'm looking for – I love me a parlay. So I'm going to be cooking up some some parlays and all sorts of great stuff uh, with FanDuel here this weekend. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W 
or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That's $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins at FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming services, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. I'm Paul Holden, your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, been bringing you your daily Rockies talk here for over three seasons now and following this team my entire life hey if you need more sports coverage locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel all right uh so while I was talking about it, man, I, I, I just can't I, I just to go back to that uh that that first segment. I just can't emphasize how much I love that philosophy. I mean, could you imagine if the Rockies had two hundred and twenty one homers and swiped two hundred bags? I know that's not gonna happen this year. But that it's it's just a reminder of the power of course the power of the Rockies. I know that season was pre-Humidor. I know that was early Rockies. I get it. I know it's 90s baseball. I'm not fully naive. It's philosophy. It's mentality. It's thought process. It's where they're at. It, it, it's what they want to do. It's it's not just hey, we've been sticking with this core of guys and we want to keep you know, it's it's I love the thought process of not only of how are we going to hit more home runs? But how are we going to be more aggressive on the base paths? And how are we going to be a team that turns singles into doubles, doubles into triples, and takes advantage of wide alleyways in course Field? That's the stuff that should get you excited as a Rockies fan. That's the type of philosophy and the type of approach that you're hoping the Rockies are trying to instill throughout the organization. And it should be a reason to make you more excited for Rock- to, to go and check out the Rockies, especially at home. The Rockies are going to need Rockies fans this year. The Rockies are going to need Rockies fans to be interested and engaged and get to the ballpark. There will be plenty. And when the Rockies play the Reds and these other middle-of-the-road middle teams, middle-of-the-market teams, Rockies fans will be loud and proud. But remember, when we're talking about that, uh, the start to the season, there's going to be a lot of people coming into town cheering on their team and, 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 and not being Rockies fans. So the Rockies have to make sure that they are creating an aggressive and exciting and engaging team to get people to show up. Because luckily, when you're looking at in terms of attendance-wise and in terms of, of Rockies being out-fanned in the beginning of the season, the beginning of the season is tough. But the Rockies at least are avoiding some of the major fan bases coming into uh, Coors Field in the first month of the season. Now, that could be a benefit for them. I don't necessarily know. But it is going to be a moment where the Rockies can, can, can kind of prove themselves and show to the people who they are and what they're capable of doing. 
And I'm wondering, I'm curious, does this team, does this updated mindset and change in philosophy make you more excited to go to Coors Field? Are you, are you more excited to go be part of the Coors Field chaos this year than, let's say, the past two years? Maybe maybe I'll, I'll rewind it all the way back. Is this the, the most excited you've been to go to Coors since the Arenado trade? And that's a, probably a pretty shocking thing for me to say. I mean, considering the fact that the Rockies have not given a lot of reason to cheer specifically last year and into this year. But there's something about this offseason. There's something about the the way the Rockies shifted. There's something about reading up from the AAA level there that they want to create some chaos. They want to become a high-flying, high-powered, fast-moving offense. That I can't lie. At least for me, I think the excitement is building a little bit more. I'm more enticed to see the steps forward on offense that the sophomore players make. I'm really I'm more excited to see how right field shakes out and how the Rockies are able to navigate the log jams that they have and to see some of these young guys because we we really don't know what type of of boom some of these young guys might bring to this position. So the Rockies will still not win more than 70 games. But the Rockies are going to be a have the potential to be a much more exciting, a much more engaging and a much more fun team to watch. Mixed in with the fact that it's going to be a better environment. If you want to help contribute to the course chaos, then the Rockies fan themselves needs to show up and be ready to be loud and add to it. Because I think that's a whole other element. Not only should Coors Field be a hard place to play for, for teams because of the altitude, but make it loud. Make it obnoxious. Further add to the benefits. Further add to being a, a team that should have one of the best home field advantages in all of baseball. I think the excitement is brewing. I, 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 I think that we've hit the rock bottom when it comes to apathy towards the Rockies. Because for the people that aren't getting more excited, you 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 totally understand that this isn't a team that had, this isn't a team that did a lot this this offseason. This isn't a team that's poised to to do something crazy and really shake up the world and shake up baseball. But I think it's at least when you're when when this a cynical Rockies fan looks at the Rockies going into this season, they at least can raise their eyebrows. They at least can sit there and say, well, maybe. If the Rockies develop a new core, it opens up the window for the next chance for them to go and spend on the big money. But as this offseason is going to come to an end this month, as spring training is around and, and pitchers and catchers is around the corner, are we really upset that the Rockies missed out on some of these contracts? Are we really upset that the Rockies missed out on some of these guys? Yes, of course you're you're upset by in name only. But right now, with this state of the Rockies, with this, would you be comfortable with with a Chris Bryan esque deal? Would you have been comfortable with the Rockies committing a large amount of years and t- and money to those players right now to, to to add on to this Rockies team? Does it did it make sense? And I think that you there's there's an argument to be made that it didn't. Outside of maybe getting going to to, to for one of these bona fide starters. 
But I'm not going to sit here and and say that my that the Rockies' lack of really big, flashy offseason moves makes me doubt them more than I doubted them last year. More than I, I, I mean, again, I'm talking them up. I'm talking to, to, to hype up the fan here, but but I'm a realist. <laughs> Fifth place in the NL West, not making the playoffs, under 500 team. But I think on paper, they're a better team. They're, they're at least the more exciting team this year. They're the much more exciting team going into 2024 than they are in 2023. So I'm curious, are you ex- are you more excited to go to Coors Field this year? Are you more excited by the Rockies this year than last year? When you hear this philosophy at the AAA level, does that instill confidence in you? Do you think the Rockies can do it? Let me know. Let me know what's on your mind. Tell me what you think. Uh, in the comments because I, because I'm curious I want to know from you because if I'm I know I it doesn't take much for me to get more excited about the Rockies no matter what season we we, we just talked about the big game there coming up and uh, you know after that's over I, I start getting into baseball mode I know the abs and the nuggets are great so don't miss out on on the abs and the nuggets of course but for me when it's right around the corner and the excitement starts building I do feel more interested in the team this year I do feel like I'm, I, I do feel like I am more interested in covering this team. I'm more interested in the storylines going into spring. I'm more interested in who's going to play where. I'm more interested in the 2024 Colorado Rockies than I am the 2023 Rockies. And honestly, I would even put the 2022 Colorado Rockies because I saw this team. I saw the team just on the downward trajectory, and we hit it last year. 100 losses, what was it, 102, 103, something like that. They did, that's rock bottom for the Rockies. Now they have to rebound and bounce back. And that includes building that fan interest as well. Uh, Patrick Lyons tweeted out some defensive gems for the Rockies last year. And I want to see what you think about them because you can go and check out all the plays. I'm going to give you my thoughts on what I thought was uh, the, the this top defensive play here in just a moment coming up from coming up from coming up in segment number three total brain fart there it's monday this is the locked on rockies podcast we're free and streaming on your favorite streaming services bringing you your daily colorado rockies talker right here on the locked on podcast network where you can find your team every day and if your team is the colorado rockies guess what you're in the right spot because that's what we do here on your favorite streaming services and the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. Hey, a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, uh, friend of the show, Patrick Lyons, uh, tweeted out there on X uh, yesterday. He posted four plays from the Rockies here. And it's all Ezekiel Tovar, Michael Tolia. and It's two Tolias and two Tovars. But I got to disagree with these defensive plays but here but here's some here's some uh Ezekiel Tobar stats from Patrick Lyons 
Ezekiel Tovar had four excellent web gems in his rookie campaign. He was second among NL shortstops in defensive run saves and tied for second in outs above average. Uh, he was uh, in DRS, he was plus 13, and OAA, he was plus 16 among all shortstops. One of the youngest Gold Glove Award finalists ever at one of the most demanding positions. Oh, Ezekiel Tovar, man. Come on. God, that guy is, that guy is great. He is really, really good. Um, and uh, so here's here's the deal. You got Ezekiel Tovar's uh, sliding grab here uh, against the White Sox here. Um, and uh, so so he's calling it this is he's calling this the best defensive play of the Rockies all last season because Ezekiel Tovar makes this beautiful play up the middle and uh, then is able to fire it over to Michael Tolia, who is able to really play that we know is a, a good solid defensive first baseman and, and it's a great play is it the best defensive play from the Rockies this year I don't know I, I think personally me if I'm going if I'm just picking my my favorites if I'm just picking what I what I was continually most impressed by Ezekiel Tobar is definitely up there and this play is really really good don't get me wrong he also posts another one uh, about uh, robbing the Giants oh my goodness Beautiful fielding of a short hop while sliding to his knees there in the center of the field and firing it over to first uh, for the out in, in a one-run ball game, mind you, on the road. Uh, I just think Brenton Doyle's diving catches, man. That speed, the one you see in Boston where he, where he just lays fully out on a, on a hit that easily could have been a double in a really tough situation there. Uh, I, I, think, I think the best defensive plays for the Rockies belong to Brenton Doyle, personally. But... Man, it's again, it goes back to that topic we were just talking about in the second segment. If you're sitting there and you don't think that this team has elite caliber defense and you don't think that that's going to play a factor in the first half of the season, you're sadly mistaken. This elite level defense is going to be something that can help that course field chaos as well. If you are able to be the ones creating the chaos, if you are the ones that are in control of the domain, it's going to be tough for people to come and play at course field because Again, we, we, we've said this a few times, but it's not crazy to believe this. If the Rockies keep their roster as is and the players all play up to their caliber, the Rockies have five gold glovers, at least finalists. Ryan McMahon, Ezekiel Tovar, Brendan Rodgers, Nolan Jones, and Brenton Doyle. That's over half of the defensive positions covered by gold glove finalists, recognized as some of the best defenders in the game. The potential is there. The potential is there. The Rockies just have to live up to it. And the Rockies have to be have to be a team that's mentally strong enough to win those close ball games. To be the ones that that take down the good teams after the eighth inning. The biggest thing we can see from spring and going into this season is what adjustments did the Rockies make to get better. And in terms of the defensive side, there were plenty of web gems to look for last year. What were your favorites? Let me know. Of course, if you're not following Patrick on Twitter, you're missing out on one of the uh, the, the best Rockies follows there is out there. So, all right. Wrapping things up for today. But, uh, man, I, I got to tell you, this uh, this put, put a little bit of, of juice in me here, reading this stuff, revisiting this stuff. Uh, a moment where we can remind ourselves that the Rockies have a long way to go. But when you're looking for interesting things in the foundation, defense especially, 
can lead the way. Well, can't fully lead the way, but it's a great starting point and it's a great piece to build off of. Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us and making us your first listen of the day. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming services. You can find us on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show by commenting, liking, subscribing, all that good stuff. I'm telling you, all that stuff really, really does help, folks. So really appreciate everyone checking out the YouTube channel, subscribing, liking the videos, all that stuff really, really does help. For your second listen of the day, why don't you go check out Locked On MLB? Or if you need more Colorado sports coverage, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Nuggets, Locked On Buffs, free and streaming on your favorite streaming services. Until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.